Well, a very pleasant weekend to you. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. Program underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, Charters, and Tours. Reach them on the web at mid-americancoaches.net. Reach me at any time. If you have a question or a comment about the program, at RevHawk, send me a tweet, or mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Some thoughts today during this quarter hour about God's love and care for you and how it's just not possible for him to forget you. It is totally impossible. Your Bible encourage your verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus once said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. His love for you is so great. He wants to give you spiritual rest. He can't forget you. He remembers you, and he wants to help you every day. Of course, you require physical rest for your body in order to keep going. Well, how about your soul? Does it not require rest as well? So you come by going. What I mean by that is by traveling to the pages of Holy Writ to once again get a good look at just what it is that Jesus Christ has accomplished for you. The Apostle Paul once wrote to Titus, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Yeah, you're his own possession. Now, if you're his own possession, how can he forget you? That is impossible. The result of knowing that he can't elicits from you and from me the works that follow of giving God praise and glory in everything we say and do. St. Paul says you and I are trained to renounce worldly passions and ungodliness. And what keeps you and me at bay from these things is that blessed hope, the appearing of Jesus Christ for his second coming. Knowing that he's coming for sure encourages you and me to be about the business of the God of eternity in and through Jesus. So you have something to look forward to here, even in this winter time. Could be today, could be tomorrow that he's going to be returning. So why would you and I want to revert back to passions that are worldly or keep your sight set on the things that you can see here on this earth or be captivated by riches and glory and fame and honor? All these things are things that the people of this world covet. But you covet Christ. You want him. You want eternal life. The the things I just mentioned are passing away. Christ isn't. You won't be. God can't forget you. It's impossible. Indeed, Jesus Christ, through his shed blood, has passed over you when it comes to condemnation and hell. He took the punishment of hell for you. He took all your sins away. Therefore, just like when the angel of death passed over the Israelites, who had the blood on their doorposts and lintels, so the angel of death passes over you. But God does not pass over you. He can't forget you. Remember? He told Jeremiah, I've loved you with an everlasting love. That love grabs hold of you in your baptism. That love calls you by name. See, God knows your name. He can't forget you. He can't pass by you on Judgment Day 
he has you for his very own. He once spoke through Isaiah the prophet. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. Zion refers to the people of God. And this is what God said. Can a woman forget her nursing child? That she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget. Yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. So think about it for just a moment, please. If something is indeed engraved on the palms of your hands, how would it be possible for you to forget what's engraved there? Considering how many times you look at your hands throughout the day. If you have something written on your hands, how will you forget what is written there? Same thing regarding God, except that he's perfect and holy. Therefore, how can he possibly forget you whom he has redeemed with his own precious blood on Calvary's cross? Your baptism also guarantees that God will not forget you. Since the scriptures teach, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. So there you go. That's God's promise to you. And since he is God, he cannot go back on a promise. He will not forget you, even though at times it may seem that he has. Like when, well, for example, when the storms of life are so huge, so great, that you begin to wonder, where is God? Where is God? In Matthew chapter 8, it says, and when he got into the boat, Jesus, of course, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went, and they awoke him, saying, Save us, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? And then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And the Bible records these words. There was a great calm. Not just a calm, but a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? If you've ever been to Crater Lake, Oregon, you know what a motionless lake is like. So, And uh, if there were to have been some kind of huge storm on Crater Lake, I don't think that's ever happened, but just supposing there would have been, all of a sudden it's just like looking into a mirror. A great calm. So what sort of man is this that has done this? None other than the God-man himself, Jesus Christ. So yes, indeed, Jesus Christ is 100% God and 100% man in one. Consider this. One author has written, During the reign of Theodosius the Great, in the 4th century, the Arians made their most vigorous attempts to undermine the doctrine of the divinity of Jesus Christ. But when Theodosius made his son Arcadius partner with himself on his throne, it became the happy opportunity for him to see the God-dishonoring character of their creed. And among the bishops who came to congratulate Theodosius on that occasion was the famous and esteemed Amphilochus, who suffered much under Arian persecution. He approached the emperor, made a very handsome and dutiful address, and was about to leave. What? said Theodosius. Excuse me? Do you take no notice of my son? Do you not know that I have made him a partner with me in the empire? 
Is this all the respect that you pay to a prince that I've made of equal dignity with myself? At this, the bishop rose and looking the emperor in the face said, Sir, do you so highly resent my apparent neglect of your son because I don't give him equal honor with yourself? What must the eternal God of the universe think of you who have allowed his co-equal and co-eternal son to be degraded regarding his proper divinity in every part of your empire? Wow, <laughs> that person was certainly put in his place. No, God has not forgotten you, nor can he, because he sent his only begotten son, the God-man, Jesus Christ, to remove your sins. See, if Jesus Christ were just a man, his death would not have been sufficient. It took the perfect and holy Son of God himself to be a sufficient and a complete sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. So don't think, please don't think, that when things don't happen according to your time schedule or the way that you would like them to happen in your life, that somehow God has forgotten you. God has forgotten you? Give me a break. That would be like trying to wipe out the horizon. You see, God cannot forget you. He'd have to wipe out his own son and what he has done. Somebody once said you can trust a God who will die for you. Well, he has and you are. The scriptures tell you, trust in the Lord at all times. May there never be a time in your life when you do not. Martin Luther has some comments about God's love and his personal care for you. He's commenting on Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, which says, everything has its own time, and there's a specific time for every activity under heaven. Here are Luther's comments. That means, Luther said, simply, that everything happens when God wants it to occur. If somebody tries to plan and do everything himself without acknowledging that God is in control, then he will experience nothing but failure. Many people work hard at getting rich, but don't succeed. Others acquire wealth without trying at all. That's because God provided the right time for some of them, but not for the others. So people on earth strive for what they want to have, but all their striving leads only to frustration. They don't accomplish anything because they don't wait for the right time. The Greek word is kairos, right time, right season. Knowing this, we should leave everything up to God for his kairos and avoid yearning for the things you and I want in the future. Meanwhile, before Jesus returns, you and I endure patiently. One author has written, The grace of vital perseverance is that quality of patience which is always equal to the pressure of the passing moment because it's rooted in that eternal order over which the passing moment has no power. God's Word gives you the power you need to get through each passing moment of your life, one moment at a time. Here's something to think about. The Australian coat of arms pictures two creatures, the emu, a flightless bird, and the kangaroo. The animals were chosen because they share a characteristic that appealed to the Australian citizens. Because both the emu and the kangaroo can only move forward and not backward. And the kangaroo is prevented from moving in reverse by its large tail. 
Those who truly choose to follow Jesus, I'm talking about sanctification in their lives from day to day, become like the emu and the kangaroo, moving only forward and never backward. Indeed, in Jesus Christ, who has promised to return in all his glory someday, there's only one direction to move, and that is forward. And who wouldn't want to, since God cannot forget you? Author Gene McManus has written these precious words. Yesterday's troubles are written in sand, brushed out of existence by God's own hand. The things of the future our hearts may fear may all be resolved when tomorrow is here. Out of a lifetime, these hours alone, the hours of today, are completely our own. So as each sun is setting, there's reason to say, thanks, Lord, for your gifts, and above all, for this day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God's love and care, personally demonstrated with the sacrifice of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. No. Be assured in your life today, this weekend, God cannot forget you. He'd have to forget his only begotten son. You're listening to Moments of Assurance. Appreciate you tuning into the broadcast this weekend. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Get it from his precious word and sacraments today. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.